This podcast was first broadcast on Fresh FM, the top of the South community access radio station. For more information on Fresh FM, as well as links to other great local podcasts, go on our website freshfm.net or download the accessmedia.nz app. Good evening, it's uh, Sunday, October the 24th, uh, 2021, but we're in 1978 and that was Elvis Costello and Pump It Up and we're totally wired. Uh, hello Jack, how are you? Hello, I am good tonight. Good, good. Uh, 1978, give us a bit of a... Um, there's a lot of strikes this year. Oh, is there? Yeah. Uh, for any um, American school children, you get um, a prolonged holiday. Right. 
Yeah, because uh, the teachers' unions decided to extend their strike into the beginning of the American school year, uh, which starts in August. Right. And, uh, well... Um, yeah, so they got they got all their time just sitting around at home doing yeah. nothing. Mm. Kids. Indeed. Yeah. But oh, a, bit, a, bit like, a bit like this year and the year before, really. Yeah, actually. <laughs> yeah, except not they didn't get their uh, uh, reasons for a prolonged holiday because of... Uh, um, striking, yeah. um, and in fact, there are also strikes in England, um, and um, it's um, now affecting, you know, public services. Yeah, I think I think a lot of strikes in the seventies, weren't there? Yeah, um, you know, in the early seventies, more, more so than now. Is it, and it get, got more severe, I think, in the late seventies. Yeah, possibly. Mm. Yeah, a sign of economic um, uh, uh, turmoil, I guess. Yeah, you know, it's high inflation and. and uh, unemployment as well mm. uh, so there was um, some problems there yeah I wish I could explain exactly why it's happening but um, yeah. I don't have that knowledge um, also in America um, do you think school teachers should go on strike Jack? Uh, I think they should be allowed I mean I, I, I think everyone should be allowed to withdraw their labour but just mm. as a general kind of thing it's a good question and I'm sure that many people who um, were one, um, thinking about striking thought of um, you know well if your boss um, refuses to give you any sort of um, pay rise or any sort of, you know, um, advantages or, you know, bonuses or any sort of in, um, improved living standards um, and you are only barely making it or you you can't feed your family yeah. and then um, you see your boss and they're, they're doing fine, uh -huh. they're making mo lots of money um, and then they're using it to, you know... Um, pay for you know a new you know diamond necklace for their wife uh, <laughs> what choice do you have i mean yeah that's the what, choice. if but negotiations but fail then the school teachers what are, do you do? are um uh employed by the government or the state or by public service that's aren't they? true so it's a bit yeah. different i wasn't thinking like that i was that's thinking right. in terms yeah, of yeah, yeah. Uh, the you know the, the factories but the general but the um, teachers yes um well yeah again when negotiations fail what do you do I don't know, but if you strive for six months and there's, there's children who aren't getting an education, some people say they might be better off not to have teachers, of mm. course. Yeah, <laughs> some people say that. <laughs> education mm. can occur anywhere, can't it? Not necessarily at school. But the best second place for education to happen, or perhaps even better, is with the parents. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, so yeah, um, And there's going to be lots of children who don't have parents who will educate them well. Yeah. And, um, those, those are the kids that need most of the you know help and most of the encouragement ironically though a lot of that attention for nurturing i guess um uh, the mind is often you know aimed at the smart kids who are already going to excel mm. and well, the, at least the top top kids yeah. who are going to study anyway and they don't need it well they don't need um perhaps i don't know you could argue that you know the kids that are failing are going to need it but if their home lives are not working then uh, Mm. Maybe that you know extra effort is not going to do anything. Yeah. So, oh, mm. thank you, Jack. Uh, this is Public Image Limited.
Public Image Limited and the song Public Image. So as you're quite rightly saying, the Sex Pistols was kind of disbanded. Well, not di- I mean, Johnny Rotten had left them and formed Public Image. Yes. If you don't know, um, Johnny Rotten was the sort of front man for uh, the Sex Pistols. Mm. And then um, they end up getting a lot of success, a lot of popularity, a lot of infamy. And they use that to well, just carry on, you know, making more money, making more, getting more infamous. Um, but the American tour sort of changes everything. Uh-huh. And during that tour, um, things, um, a lot of things do go wrong. But um, at the very last gig, which I think was in San Francisco, um, John, jo- Johnny just like looks around at himself, and then his bassist Sid Vicious isn't like playing half the notes right, and everybody is, you know, drunk and not listening to the music really and mm. then he sort of realizes that this isn't isn't what he wanted to do he um felt like punk was just now a mockery of itself yes a um self-parody and um then he walked away just sort of decided to leave the sex pistols and then formed public image limited mm. which is um musically a way better band yeah possibly yeah the, well the sex pistols were good but they were just a kind mm. of rock and roll band that were yeah, a bit sneering, a bit nihilistic. Sneering, good stuff. But I mean, a rock and roll band. Yeah, um, but I think Public Image Limited uh, was much more. Uh, I prefer to put on Public Image Limited than uh, the Sex Pistols. Yeah. Um, also, um, w- when it came to um, how he felt about his music, he he never really learned to sing, but um, he was um, pretty. Um, he wasn't that confident. Uh-huh. Which I found is tr- interesting because I always struck he, he always struck me as um, he looks very he confident, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, confident about himself. Yeah, but um, just because of how you externally carry yourself doesn't mean it it resonates internally. No, some people seem to have um, seem to look always like they don't. They're, they're, they're calm and collected. I mean, look at us. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. Calm and confident, indeed. But inside we're just a bundle of nerves. Uh huh. Sure, and um. Um, the woman who um, from who presents the Grey Whistle Test, which is this uh, British music TV show, would you know tell him you know you're great, your music's fantastic, but um, he never, he sort of always always pushed back on that. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. All right, thank you, Jack. You know a lot about the Sex Pistols. You know more than I thought. Oh, I just looked a bit into it. Yeah, yeah. Great, thank you. Uh, do you know anything about the band called the Rosillos from Scotland? No, I don't. Okay, this is them. <laughs> Boys with sweaty hands 
There was a Lowe's and uh, my baby does good sculptures. You want to talk about spaceships? Well, not specifically spaceships. From the very first time we started going back in time to 1954, we've talked about space a lot, haven't we? Yeah, we have. Are we obsessed with it? Uh, No, it's just the information that uh, I I get given um, and I can find. So um, uh, NASA finally unveiled their first um, woman astronaut. Right. So so we've been doing this now for a long time. Yes, a weeks, long and weeks, time. And weeks and weeks no, and weeks and weeks. Since nineteen fifty-four, twenty-four years. Twenty-four years. Yeah. And th- so the first, they got the first woman astronaut. Uh, yeah, the, the group included the um, Shannon Lucid, Margaret Seddon, Catherine Sullivan, Judith Resnick, Anna Fisher, and Sally Ride. Was it a whole whole group of women? Uh, yeah, a whole group of women got all sort of you know unveiled uh, in January of nineteen seventy-eight. Uh, right. And uh, some of them had a role. Apparently, they. Uh, were doing astronaut testing in the 60s and yes. women were involved but they just didn't complete the training until 1978 from the I 60s don't know why like 18 years later uh, they yeah. finally complete the training yeah i don't know why but um i can't think of any good reason why women can't be an astronaut can you um no I but there are many good reasons why they are probably better astronauts but um uh, and especially you have to um acknowledge that there were women cosmonauts in the 60s yeah that's right yeah yeah, yeah. and certainly the russians were they were much more uh, egalitarian, weren't they? Yeah, yep. you know, they were. They were sending women and cats, no dogs, wasn't it as well? Oh yeah, yeah, dogs in space. Um, yeah. I don't know why um, it took so long, but um, eventually they did, and uh, the Sally Ride became the first wo- American woman in space, I should say. Yeah, American woman. Yes, in 1983, and then uh, so another five years before they actually got into space. Yeah, yeah, and that's just how it works with NASA mm, mm. and you know getting into space. Yes, and now, and now in 2021, they're, s- they're sending really old people up, aren't they? Yeah. Captain Kirk. Mm, indeed. Do you know that? He went, Finally. He went into space. Yeah, I do. At the age of what? Is he 90. 90. Mm, That's yeah. pretty good, isn't it? Yep. There's hope for us yet. Yeah, if you're going to send yet. anyone into space, you might as well send, you know, sci-fi uh, <laughs> Sci- Sci-fi heroes. I don't know. Like, makes sense to my, in my mind. Yeah. I, I, I don't want to go up. You don't? No. You don't want to go to space? Uh, not yet, because... <laughs> not yet. I mean, well, like, next week, maybe, or... Uh, what are you saying? Would you ever go into space, like do you think? I don't like the... I don't like, you know, how the... Well, at least personally, for me, I wouldn't want to be in a mo- in, a, in any sort of spacecraft, 60s or modern, that we've invented so far. It just doesn't look like a comfortable ride. Oh, you're thinking about comfort? Yeah, of course. What, just like, might be bumpy or something, or... Yeah. Like, the chairs look uncomfortable? Bit cramped. Oh well, there would also there'd be you know the pressure changing, right? And you know the popping of the ears and <laughs> popping of I the ears. Or is it, no, that's, that's a <laughs> okay. That's a very good reason not to go yeah, into space. Sure, it makes sure. your ears pop. Also, um, I personally wouldn't you know get much out of it. What would I do? Would I? What think of the eat view? Some food. The view. See, you'd eat space food. Yeah, and then like f- little, and you get to like zero gravity, I, I like float around. View, I can see the view off of Google Images. You can. I'm that sort of person. Yes. I will make always make that excuse why, when why people say, "Well, didn't you want to visit a country?" And I'm, and I'm like, "No." Yeah. I can just why? Why leave a chair? Yeah. Why leave a chair if you if you don't have to? Exactly. Yeah. That's my mentality. Would you like Android kind of servant people at some point in your life, so you don't have to get out of the chair at all and just they can bring no. you food and stuff? Oh and no, 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 no. No, you won't want that. Well, I like to move. You do. I like to. You go, ru- you go running as well. I do. Yeah. yeah. But, but not space. But yeah, not space. Yeah, yeah. It's like a step too far, isn't it? 
Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. Yeah. One, you know, step too far for mankind. <laughs> One step too far for Jack. Yeah, for Jack. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, this is X-ray specs. <laughs> Space specs and the day the world turned day glow. Would you would you rather would you go into space if you were the one flying the the spaceship? You know, like you actually like you know you can, you can okay do, that would be do, cool. Do the thrusters thing and eject the you know the the bit that's on the back of it and stuff. Yeah, if we're sort of out of like the space yeah, like sci-fi it. show, you know, Firefly right. or you know rather Mass than, Effect, rather than sitting in the back looking out the window. Yeah, I don't want to be you know guided by this massive team of you know people. Yeah. Yeah, on the ground. So like on Star Trek, the person the person is actually sending it into warp seven. Is yeah, much more exciting. Man, than it could be like around sitting at the back. Space crew. That would be that would be cool. But we're no, nowhere near that yet. So we're not. Yeah, you're not anywhere near to flying a spaceship. Yep. No. Okay. I'll enough. just pass, and hopefully, or maybe you know, grandkids will get to experience that or whatever. Yeah, mm. flying spaceships around. Cool. Yeah. 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 So uh, th- there were some significant political developments in in seventy eight that you you're quite interested in. Uh, well. Cam- Cool. People always talked about these 
accords called the Camp David Accords. And yes. I had no idea what they were. And when they happened, I didn't know who signed them. Um, but I learned now that uh, they happened in 1978. Uh-huh. So... Uh, the Camp David Accords was an agreement signed by Israel and Egypt. And if you didn't know, uh, since Israel's founding in 1948, um, the two states had been war at war. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't know, know that. It's like how, you know, China and Taiwan are actually in a state of war. And, you know, North Korea and but South Korea are not actually fighting. Not fighting, no, but they're no in a cold declared. war. And yes, yes. They haven't resolved. They haven't declared peace. You know, yes. they haven't declared they're no longer fighting. Yes. Is a political sort of state, and that was for Egypt and Israel until the Camp David Accords. And um, this is signed between um, well, the accords were negotiated at Camp David, and then they were signed at the White House by um, the Egyptian President Anwar Sadat, Israeli Prime Minister Menachem Begin, and uh, United States President Jimmy Carter. Hmm. And uh, yeah, that's um, what happened. Yes, and it's still mentioned today, isn't it? Oh uh, yeah, still in, mentioned today in, when in American politics, about, um, and I have—I I didn't know what it was until now. Well, there we go. And he also signed another treaty in uh, 1978. He was busy Mr. with his Carter. pen. Yeah, uh, he ratified the second of the Toijo, uh Carter treaties between him and Panama, and um, uh, it would just negotiate control of the Panama Canal back to Panama by 1999. Um, although controversial, it was considered a political win for Carter because he had just negotiated two agreements that. Um, made America look good, you know. Yeah, and and Panama also had to control the canal, didn't they? Yeah, they're like these are d- diplomatic victories. Yeah. and it makes countries like America more. Yeah. Um, also, that's probably uh, why I like Jimmy Carter. Okay. I never knew really knew I why, see. but you know. Yeah, I guess these are reasons to like him. But I don't know what the terms of any of these agreements were, so I don't know if they were actually good agreements. But let's not read them out. because <laughs> sure. we haven't got time, and okay. it's really boring, probably. Yeah. Yeah. All right, thank you, Jack. Uh, this is uh, Bank or Subway Set. Because we're up inside, we're 
Listen online anytime. Freshfm.net. The Undertones and Teenage Kicks, and before that, Subway Sick and Ambition. So, you want to talk about a cat now? Yeah. A cat that went to space, or just a cat? Um, maybe he went to space, but um, it wouldn't be um, in reality, it would be in fiction. Oh, it's a fictional cat? Yes. Okay. And this cat is none other than Garfield. Uh, Garfield, as a comic strip, started in 1978. Uh huh. Um, still running, I think, probably. Yep. It? It was published, uh, well, yeah, it's still running. Uh, it's still, um, it was published in 41 US newspapers initially, um, created by Jim Davis, who um, operated out of Indianapolis in Indiana, a US state. Um, and it quickly grew in popularity and eventually got to 100 newspapers just a year after it debuted. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I don't think I need to explain the additional characters. You probably know them if you care. Who's that? Oh, um, like anyone listening? Garfield's owner John and the rival pet Odie, a dog. Yes, that is usually the. Um, I think most people are probably bag. familiar with Garfield. I, I'd, I'd rather have never had him in my brain, but anyway. It would be odd if people aren't, because um, in two thousand and two, Jim Davis was awarded the Guinness record for being, for his comic strip Garfield being the most widely syndicated comic strip, ah. being featured in over two thousand five hundred newspapers, and became a. A TV series and many films as well. Yeah, yeah, and there's yeah. A media, you know. So, wh- why do you think this cat is so popular? 
apart from it being a cat because everyone loves cats don't they yes so don't they? first of all cat he's a cat um so cats are just widely loved amongst many different cultures from people in japan to iran to america to um south yeah, africa to, yeah. yeah people just love cats um there's also um i guess the fact that uh, garfield is um i guess a p- personification of um well, he's a bit of a smart aleck isn't he what like a cat is yeah um or what we'd imagine a cat to be sarcastic and lazy because ca- cats <laughs> are you know they're not i think i think garfield's popular because people want to be garfield maybe as well yeah i can see that that they they perhaps that sarcastic cat is saying what they're thinking yes maybe. garfield does some actions that make that is relatable to people but they can't act out on that um, for fear of public bash- backlash in their own personal <laughs> lives. Uh, also, Everyone hating them. Yeah. <laughs> also, Garfield, um, what was the other reason that I just came up with? Um, uh, also, it wasn't a non-political cartoon. Okay, right. And I right. think uh, non-political cartoons um, have a... Um, they might not immediately, you know, get... There might not be more of them in a newspaper, but... Um, I think a really popular one yeah. has the potential to uh, do better yeah. than other than the politically aimed ones. I don't actually remember when Garfield came out. My sister thought it, it was just very, very funny. We used to laugh all the time. Oh yeah, and I, I never really got it, but okay, oh, I kind of got it, but I didn't really laugh. But that's probably just me, really. I guess. Okay. Yeah, um, but yeah, fair play. So the most indicated cartoon, yes, ever. A comic strip. Comic strip. Um, in newspapers. Yeah. yeah. Very good. Thank you, Jack. Uh, this is Funkadelic. So I can't get around it. So low, you can't so get under it. Get so high, you can't get over so it. So high, you can't get over it. This is a chance. This is a chance to dance your way. Out of our constrictions. To dance our way out of our constriction. Call the beat freaking up and down the hang up alleyway. With the groove I only got, we shall all be moved. Ready or not, yeah, we come getting down. Constriction 
That's Funkadelic and One Nation Under a Groove uh, from 1978. Uh, so before we move on, I'm just going to mention the, f- the Nelson Farmers Market, if that's all right, Jack. Okay. So if you're listening locally, then uh, the Nelson Farmers Market's still open every Wednesday and Saturday, uh, whilst the level two restrictions. Uh, Kirby Lane, uh, 8 till 1.30 on a Wednesday and from 1pm on a Saturday. And I think the Nelson Market opened on Saturday as well for the first time, I think. It had to kind of like a one-way system going on. You know, the one that's down near Rebel Sport. So, uh-huh. you know, support these local markets because they're very, very good. Yep. Uh, and it's local. So and that's 8.30pm Wednesday? No, 8am till 1.30pm. Oh. Did I say 8.30pm? Uh, I did, but um, it's 8am It's not an Wednesday. evening thing. No, 8am till 1.30pm and okay. Wednesday on Wednesdays. Yes, Wednesdays. Do you think we've ma- mucked it up enough yet? Uh, no, let's make up the <coughs> Saturday one now. The Saturdays, it's 1pm till... Just from 1pm. Just one from one pm. Oh, one pm. Ah, oh, eight, eight till one pm. Eight till one pm. Yeah, it's oh. half an hour later, clo- earlier closing. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Anyway, the picture, the picture in this piece of paper I've got in front of me looks really good. Look, I just sh- it's got like this massive pretzel thing going, uh-huh. and there's that that cheese there looks good, doesn't it's it? It's in black and white. Yeah, I know, but you can see it's a pretzel and the cheese. It's not that impressive. I think it's good. Y- it's, yeah, it's well presented, but it's nothing special. Looks well, like maybe a donut in the front there. Yeah. Looks pretty good. Uh-huh. Anyway, tell us about the inventions of 1978, Jack. Okay, so the US were building this really weird invention called mm. the neutron bomb. And if you don't know what the neutron bomb was, it was conceptualized as a bomb to kill people but leave buildings and infra- infrastructure standing. Yes. Uh, so, so that's you drop, an interesting drop, idea. You drop it on a country and then everyone dies and then a few years later you can just walk in and... Yeah, all the buildings are still there. Yeah, it's railways, everything. Yeah, uh, it's. I think it's just really psychopathic. It shows that totally, you totally. put more yeah. value on uh, buildings and the infrastructure of a country rather than human lives, and in the hands of you know anyone that's uh, anyone, anyone exactly. wanted to ever be built. Th- so, so they they they'd stopped doing it, hadn't they? In yeah. 1978. Mm, Research yeah. on it had stopped. Yep. Is that, is that the, the news, wasn't it? Yeah. And so it's the possible that, no more. you know, ethical concerns wasn't the reason why it stopped. It was just no, because of practicalities. No, it probably doesn't work or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but don't you want to be the person in the room when someone says, I've got an idea, you know, uh-huh. let's build a bomb where we just kill the people and not the buildings, <laughs> you know? Because someone must have had that idea, mustn't they? At yeah. some point, someone said, yeah. you know, hey, I've got yeah. an idea. You know, wouldn't mm. you like to be there in that room? I mean, you know, it'd be awful, wouldn't it? Yeah, it's, well, almost I mean, some, it's something out of um, wh- Doctor Strangelove. It is. Where does that mind come from? Mm. I guess it's just, you know... The world of Doctor Strangelove, that's it's, where... It's a big meeting of, of white men, isn't it, sitting around saying, OK, yeah. let's have your ideas, everybody, uh-huh. to beat the Ruskies. Yeah. Yeah, although <laughs> the Ruskies were probably doing it as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, they built a bigger bomb than the Americans did, yeah. called the Tsar Bomber. Yes. Um... Bombs are the problem, not the people, obviously. Well, the people who build the bombs, so, you know, yeah. there's that complication. Anyway, other technology that was built in 1978 was um, um, the first computer bulletin port system. Yay. Well, you, you use them now, Jack. Oh, yeah, yeah, we do. So, you know, don't you sarcastic with your yay uh-huh. there. Really exciting stuff. Um, the first <laughs> uh, ever cellular mobile phone system was built by the Illinois Bell Company. Uh-huh. So Bell. Right. Yep. Yep. They yep. innovated yep. that. Then some milestones. Uh, 98% of all American homes had a, had a television. Is that a milestone? Yep. It just shows that a lot of television is now the most important you know, cultural media or medium. In and it's all been downhill from there, really, isn't okay. it? Well, kind of. Mm. It's, it's a slow decline, though. 
Yes. Television has been alive still well after, and radio is still alive as well. Um, and Space Invaders, and this is, this is also, but it's interesting <laughs> because, yeah, yeah I'm just going to pivot because this was sort of like the peak of television, I guess, in America, but then also it was the start of video games yeah. with Space Invaders. Yeah. Yes. Have you ever played it? Uh, I think I did once, but um, yeah, I think I played it uh, just on a um, website. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you, Jack. Uh, this is the stiff little fingers. Suspect device by the stiff little fingers. Uh, so it's 1978. We're totally wired, uh, and we're just going to have a little, a little bit more news before we go. So 1978, I was 14, Jack. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some people say I still might be. Uh, no, nobody um, says mentally. That. Nobody says that. Mentally. Oh, oh okay, sure. Not, yeah. not physically, of oh, course. Of course. Yeah. yeah. I imagine being 14. Hmm. Yeah, crazy. Anyway. Uh, so last thing I'd just like to mention: um, three popes. Uh, were head of the Catholic Church in 1978. So when, when, when that was playing, you said, three popes? I thought it was going to be like a joke or something. Oh. There were three popes in one year. Yep. Right. Um, pope Paul VI died at uh, the ripe age of 60, 80. Uh, John Paul I became pope on August the 26th, and then he died 
33 days later, on September the 28th, meant sudden, and nobody knew why. Right. Not suspect. Yep, he had no. I'm pretty sure he had no um, health, heart-related problems Mm. before his death. And then um, Cardinal Karl Watilia becomes Pope uh, John Paul II. Right. I couldn't say his name because he is Polish, and I don't know how to say Polish names. Don't you? Nope. Why you should do too many J's and Y's? (laughs) I should actually, yeah, because there's always a a K before before a Z, isn't there, or something? (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of like I can't read Polish names, but they look cool. So there must, must be a way of pronouncing them quite easily. Of I'm course, sure. well, you get I mean, there? there's an entire nation of Polish people, and they yeah, all pronounce they, their they, Polish. They can fine. talk to each other, can't they? Yeah, well. and they, they don't say, "Sorry, I can't pronounce your name. Can I call you John?" <laughs> yeah, do they? No, not like, not like we would if we were there. Yeah, <laughs> I can't say that. Mm. I'll call you John. Yep. Yeah, I've noticed I, when I've met some people in this country from overseas, uh-huh. um, who as soon as they come there, they come to New Zealand, they change their names because someone has said I can't pronounce that, <laughs> so oh, I'll become something else then. Yeah, like and have these, these they have these kind of English names because they're from yeah China or the Philippines or something like that, and it's too hard to pronounce that. Mm. You know, uh, we're probably the I same don't, I don't, Polish I don't, people. Yeah, well, I know that um, Japanese uh, people can't pronounce "l" the "la" sound. Yes. Well, they can't pronounce it very easily. No, that's right. And yeah. they have trouble doing that. And yeah. I guess that's true, like, everywhere. I mean, Wales has the, like, cla, cla, cla sort of... The double L. Sound, the double L. Kernechli. Clan. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Where you have to... Um, oh, there's all sorts of... Get well, a lot like of spit When you roll the R's and stuff, I can't do any of that. It's mm-hmm. all, all too hard, isn't it? Really? That too, yeah. Yeah. But, um... We should stick with simple names, shouldn't we? Everyone should have a simple name, beginning with J. J- some, Jack, I, John, or I think Jill. some people can't so. pronounce J sounds, so... Possibly. <laughs> yeah, where, how are we going to manage all that? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, so three popes in one year. Yep. We, we didn't want to be the third pope, would you? You think these other two have just died this year, and I'm I'm taking this job on? Yeah. You know, you'd be but, a bit um, like worried, wouldn't you? But I know that John Paul II got to retire, so. Yeah, yeah I guess so. Oh, so he lived a long time. Yeah, he lived. Well, he lived. Uh, I don't know if he's died dead yet, but um, all right, a lot longer. Yeah, a lot, lot longer. We shall see. All right, mm. thanks for listening. Uh, this is totally wide, and we were in 1978, and we'll be here next week in the same year. Uh, okay. Have a good week. Yeah. Good night. This is the Stranglers. Walk on by.
thanks to New Zealand On Air for making this podcast available by funding the Access Media Project. Other great podcasts from Fresh FM are available through the accessmedia.nz app or our website freshfm.net.